Welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the publisher of AXN and the host of this pod. Well, mark your calendars because the Airport Experience Conference is going to take place March 1st to the 4th and will be the Gaylord Rockies in Denver. You can register for the conference, read up on the agenda, reserve your booth, or choose from our menu of sponsorships, all at conference.airportxnews.com. That website again, conference.airportxnews.com. Well, this is episode 74, and here I chat with Jeremy Smith, the president and CEO of InMotion. Now, I wanted to chat with Jeremy because there's a pretty cool angle in the story of the company. Uh, They are the only, at least that I can think of, and please, anyone that's listening, feel free to email me um, if I'm overlooking one. But they're the only company, uh, airport company, that is born in the United States that is making expansion beyond North America. Normally, it works the other way around. Now, a lot of this probably has to do with being acquired by W.H. Smith, but you know what? I've interviewed and spoken to Jeremy uh, many times over the years, and international is always in the cards. And of course, anyone who has been in this industry for at least 12 years, you probably remember when Emotion was running DVDs and DVD players. Obviously, they've come a very long way to become the premier travel electronics retailer. So, here is my chat with Jeremy Smith. I'm here with Jeremy Smith, the president and CEO of InMotion Entertainment. And Jeremy, thanks for taking time to speak with me. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Well, let's just uh, go back a little bit. I think it was a couple months now. Uh, You know, the genesis of our chat really started back in L.A. during AMAC. And I really couldn't think of another company or brand, and maybe you can tell me if I've overlooked one, that's really started here in the States and then expanded internationally. It usually goes back in the other direction, right? And I think you and I sat down, we really couldn't think of one. So um, that's really the gist of why I wanted to have you on, among other things. But before we go global, and before we get into all the, the really cool parts, I'd really like for you to talk about the impact of the WH Smith acquisition, um, because you know we are in a period of acquisitions now. Yes, yes. And you're talking about the W.H. Smith acquisition of InMotion, I assume. Of InMotion, yes. I apologize, because W.H. Smith just had acquired Mark. Yes. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> They've been a company on the move lately. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a exciting period for us. The acquisition, Ramon, took place and was effective uh, the end of November 2018. Um, I can tell you the uh, uh, transaction came about very quickly. Um, we at the time, uh, had grown to, uh, roughly 115 plus stores and, uh, we're continuing to look at opportunities in the U S but also abroad and, um, uh, WH Smith approached us, uh, late summer of 18 and in the fall and indicated that they wanted to re-enter the U.S. market, which they had uh, departed now for about 10, 12 years, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they wanted a strong U.S. partner, which they looked to us as being that partner, which could uh, sort of legitimize their entry back into the U.S., uh, leverage our good relationships that we have with our suppliers, vendors, and landlords and airports, and also leveraging our uh, infrastructure to help them get a foothold uh, in the U.S. market. Um, And likewise, and conversely, uh, we saw it as an opportunity to further and more quickly expand our desire uh, 
uh, to seek out opportunities in foreign markets, be it in the UK, uh, Europe primarily, and then the uh, mid and far east. Uh, we had been, uh, as an aside, uh, looking internationally mm-hmm. oh, for about a year and a half. Uh, I had uh, hired a consultant that was based in uh, London. They specialize in travel retail and brought them on as a consultant to uh, sort of educate us as to what the market was like, what the potential opportunities could be. Um, But uh, I knew that if we were doing it on our own and alone, it would be a very slow process uh, to get established. And uh, so the W.H. Smith acquisition for us was just, uh, it was almost a dream come true, I think, for both parties. Um, And uh, proof is in the pudding. Uh, Within uh, nine months, InMotion had established itself uh, in three different uh, countries abroad. So it was uh, it was a great opportunity for both, and W. H. Uh, Smith now uh, has explored opportunities in the U. S. Uh, and has uh, uh, been successful, and will continue to be successful. And with the uh, continued uh, expansion uh, with their acquisition of Marshall Retail Group, I think they're going to be on a very fast forward basis. So. All in all, it was a, a win-win for both teams is how I would classify it. No, no, certainly. And I guess they were kind of like, like you said, you'd always been uh, looking abroad. And I know you, uh, Tom, and I had, had spoken many times over the years, you know, at various conferences. <laughs> and, you know, I've always asked, you know, hey, have you ever looked, looked across the pond or at least looked beyond our borders? And you kind of like been kind of coy. And I, I knew what the answer was. But um, I'm glad that this was like the... Um, I guess this was the catalyst that got, kind of uh, propelled you guys forward. But I'm going to jump to my my uh, another question here is um, uh, based. You said you mentioned you you mentioned that you hired a consultant and uh, to kind of like you know do some due diligence. It seems now this is a pretty basic question: Is the view of the electronics category here versus abroad different? The same? Are the needs similar? Uh, I think the needs are similar. Um, I, I would classify the needs in the U.S. as a uh, uh, I need to have it or I want to have it. I think the same applies abroad, although uh, quite evidently in the UK, for example, uh, they do more discounting of items uh, than uh, retailers do in the US. So it's not only a needs and want, but it's also based on uh, a price uh, to drive their customers across the uh, lease line. Uh, so I would say that's one one major difference, and it's one obviously that we have had to adapt uh, and get used to. Um, but being in the business as long as we have in the U.S. for 20 years now, uh, you know we've we've faced over time all sorts of obstacles, and we remain a very flexible, nimble company, uh, able to adjust to different environmental conditions, and so. Uh, will adjust uh, to the pricing policies abroad. But I think that's the main difference. They're probably a little more um, oh, in, the, in the area of hardware. Uh, they probably do a little bit more than retailers do in the U.S. Uh, but again, that's, that's just a small adjustment. You just have to get used to and adjust to the market conditions. Does it seem that uh, again, here in the States, 
when it when you look about when you look at specialty versus the travel essential side, and I would consider you guys on uh, really in in between, probably leaning more on the specialty side. That travel essentials, the necessity part of it, is probably greater uh, a greater focus in that ratio here than it would be abroad, where it might be even. Because I know, especially retail, seems to do really well. We always look in our, in our when we do retail stories to abroad to see like, okay, what is the secret sauce that is propelling some of those retail stores or or environments to to do so well. Is it, do you kind of see that, or at least from the results from the consultant doing um, his or her outreach? You're talking about in terms of the travel essentials? No, in terms of like um, applying that kind of um, rubric to uh, the electronics category. Um, I don't have a strong feeling for that one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I pointed out a couple of key differences. I would say some of the electronic retailers that I've seen abroad uh, do have a wider range of products than uh, we would offer in the U.S. Uh, abroad, the electronic retailers get into, uh, I don't want to say health and beauty aids, but you'll see uh, electric shavers, hair dryers, uh, things like that that uh, you know we, we do not carry in the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure we would. We have small, relatively small footprints uh, to deal with, first of all. Um, but we have to be very concerned about uh, margin on products. And usually a lot of your electronic products do not carry the same margin as, as the accessories do. So it, that's, that's a balancing act uh, between the two broad concepts of product. So um, getting to what I really wanted to speak to you about, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you started here in the States and expanded internationally. Again, can't think of another company that's gone in that direction. And you did say, you know, this helped, uh, the Smith acquisition really helped fuel that expansion. What would love for you to share some of the stories that came out, uh, you know, once you're able to make that expansion, because you meant you have three units now, right? Leads in the UK, Perth in Australia and Alicante, Spain. Um, what with, again, three probably distinct markets, just like we have three distinct, uh, many distinct markets here in the States. But what were the stories like in terms of like from your team, not just can we do this, but, um, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of stories that go around basically is what I'm getting at. Right, right. Um, yeah, no doubt. We had our uh, challenges, um, but it's rewarding uh, when you think of yourself working towards being a global brand, not just a U.S. brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's exciting in and of itself. And while we just have three stores abroad now, I see that uh, uh, advancing hopefully very rapidly. Uh, they have a, a tender process. They call it RFP process. It's called here. Um, and so the opportunities, uh, are many and oddly enough, there's a lot of, uh, construction going on in, uh, airports abroad, just like we're seeing a wave of, uh, remodeling and new construction here in the U S. So, uh, anytime you're dealing with, uh, remodel or new construction, you're talking about new opportunities that could come up. So it's, it's very exciting from that standpoint, but uh, one small story uh, to tell you how exciting it can be. Uh, our Alicante, Spain store, it's been open oh, four or five months now, uh, but we had a fellow walk in uh, shortly after we opened, and he was a 
uh, basketball player, I think a pro <laughs> from the U.S. And he walked into the store and and they said, well, how did you find us? And he goes, well, I saw your name up there and I, I, I recognize you because I'm from the U.S. and I buy <laughs> in motion. So it just goes to show you it works. <laughs> no, definitely. And as we get more international traffic here in the States, um, I'm sure then the brand itself will start to become more recognizable and, yes. you know, et cetera. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a two-way street, as they say. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so my next question for you is, like I said, you have three locations out of, outside of North America. Um, would love for you to share some of the learnings uh, that you have personally un- or undergone or for the company to this date. You said they definitely have uh, different uh, relatively different tendering process, but maybe talk about maybe the, uh, some more about the consumer behaviors and maybe operation wise, it's, it's different, uh, here, uh, than here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, operations, I would say are pretty consistent with our model, our model here, uh, WH Smith, uh, because of their size and, uh, uh, impact around the globe, uh, and the, they've been in business for so long, uh, they've got it down to a, a real science and a well-oiled machine from an operations standpoint. Um, I think where uh, we have lent great assistance is in uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. That's probably something in the foreign markets that you don't see as much as we emphasize here in the U.S., uh, and we're trying to bring that teaching abroad so that, uh, you know, what we rely on is uh, that excellent customer service so that the customer uh, appreciates the time we spend them with them and then they come back again. And we also use it as a vehicle to upsell uh, from, uh, say, a $100 headphone to a $300 headphone. And our goal across uh, the pond, as they say, uh, is to do the same there in terms of our customer service and how we approach customers, how we greet them, treat them during the dwell time that they have in our store, and then hopefully it leads to an upsell. Uh, so I would say that's a learning process that uh, we're facing. Uh, but that's one of the things that was known on the front end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why WH Smith thought that we would be very successful uh, going abroad because of the not only the operational model we have, but from a customer service standpoint, they thought and, that that's something that's lacking over there, and we would be we would be offering a fresh idea. And when you and when when you refer to as customer service, it isn't just the meet and greet portion; it's the educative uh, aspect of in motion. Correct. Correct. Yes, we spend a tremendous amount of time. Uh, educating our employees, not only when they're new hires, but uh, continuing through their tenure with the company. I sort of call it in motion university. Uh, (laughs) You're in a constant learning process, whether it be for new products that come out uh, or just on general salesmanship 101. Um, So yes, no, it's a, it's a constant, constant process. And the uh, product knowledge is key uh, because I've, during my initial studies abroad, um, you know, I found that customer service and product knowledge was not nearly as good as we have it here in the U.S. at the InMotion stores. So, uh, you know, I thought there was a, uh, it just sounded like a great opportunity. 
and uh, I think it will be one. And that's kind of why I asked earlier if the focus on uh, retail is similar or different uh, abroad as it is here, only because, again, being familiar with with, with uh, in motion for many years, um, you're getting new products all the time. It could be every six months or even shorter than that. You're probably testing stuff now that uh, that haven't made it to your stores, but will eventually. So there's always a constant, um, I guess, continuing education aspect to what you do, and and again, that kind of forces you to all forces you to kind of always remain relevant. And if they're not used to it there, I'm, or I'm surprised it's not there because again, electronics kind of, there's usually a, an ex, not an expiration date, but there's a, usually a, a very short time horizon to certain products because there's always a new one that's waiting in the wings. Correct. Correct. And because of uh, our longstanding relationships with some of the major uh, vendors here in the U S uh, oftentimes we get advanced notice. Uh, of new products coming out, we get uh, first-to-market allocation, um, and that's something again that we want to bring to uh, our stores abroad, uh, so that they're first first-to-market uh, with the new accessory or electronic product. Um, so again, I think we can bring a lot to the table that uh, is not being offered now. Uh, not to say that things that are being offered now are, are bad or negative. It's just uh, uh, we can one-up the game uh, with, our, with our model. And I think uh, we'll be viewed as sort of a fresh, uh, fresh new player to the market. I think that's just the nature of the category. You're just, there's always going to be a new thing, new case, new battery charger, <laughs> whatever, or a headphone, et cetera, which is great because it's kind of like self-replenishing in some ways. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. I mean, I recall, uh, and this story goes back, uh, oh, umpteen years. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but I remember when I was joining the company, even just as a director, uh, this goes back to 2001. Oh, I was going to ask um, you this about, I'm going to ask you, I was going to ask you about this, Jerry, but go ahead, I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah, I told him, well, I'm, I'm involved as a director within Motion. Oh, what do you do? Well, we sell electronics and accessories and uh they said, well, why would you want to be in that business? It's always changing. <laughs> yeah. I said, I think you just answered the question. Mm. <laughs> it is always changing, and that's what's exciting about our product line. It never gets stale. Well, you know, also what I was going to bring up is when I came in here in 2005, uh, In Motion was renting DVDs and players, and you guys have always, even if the product itself hasn't been changing, at least the services and the approach of the, of the, the brand has evolved in, I think it was only like a five-year window when you made that happen, because then it became it turned into like, I believe the emotion, or at least the premise of the emotion store that it is today. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned 2005. That was really, uh, Ramon, about the time when we were, we were starting to see a shift from, uh, the DVD rental and player rental to more uh, consumer electronics and accessories on a purchase basis. Um, that was probably about the time we started to see a shift uh, in the consumer needs. And we, and we thought, wow, this is, this is something great. And I think it, it's proven out. It's consumer electronics and accessories is now a very mainstay and stable uh, offering in the airport uh, market today that uh, the airports recognize is something that uh, they have to have because that's what the consumer wants. So uh, to this point, you know, how's the training gone? 
it's uh, you said that Alicante has been open about four or five months or so, a little longer yeah. for for Leeds and and Perth. But you know, how has the I guess the the embrace of this new education of of the products uh, gone for for your new associates? I think it's gone well. Um, we have in each instance uh, assisted with the not only the design of the store so it looks and feels like an in motion store, but uh, we also sent over uh, pre-opening to the store uh, a team that would uh, not only interview and hire uh, the sales associates and managers, but also train them. Uh, so we were heavily involved, and it was, um, I think, the reaction from our trainers that went either to Australia or Spain or the UK um, it was a pleasant experience. Uh, they thought that uh, the sales associates embraced uh, the product knowledge and training that they were receiving. Sure. I think they viewed it as something special so that they weren't just a, a cashier standing behind a cash wrap, ringing up sales, but they were actively involved with the customer. And I think they, yeah, they truly appreciated it and liked it. And I, f- I should have asked you this earlier, but um, competitors, are there in motion like um, company uh, brands uh, globally, or are they just categories within, let's say, travel essential units? No, there are a couple of uh, uh, retailers that focus just on electronics uh, and accessories. But their but their lineup is broader, like you were saying, you know, like um, shade, like uh, clippers and things like that, that that are probably SKUs that you wouldn't carry, correct? Um. No, I would say that uh, we would probably adapt uh, ourselves to meet that need because um, uh, obviously uh, it is a need. Or, um, But generally speaking, I think for us to greatly expand our product offering, we would need larger stores. Uh, and in the U.S., we might be on average, uh, oh, let's say five, 600 square feet. Uh, a lot of the larger stores uh, abroad that might carry a broader line of travel essentials, uh, you know, they're in the 1,200 square foot, so they can afford the additional space. So, Jeremy, my last question for you, really outlook for InMotion in the States globally. Tell, just share with me what uh, excites you about the future for InMotion. Ramon, I think uh, the excitement uh, for InMotion is as great today as it was 10 years ago. Uh, and I say that because now you've got WH Smith as a strong parent company of InMotion that can bring resources to the table. Um, you also have WH Smith's acquisition of Marshall Retail Group. So in terms of the excitement for InMotion and future prospects, I'm, a, I'm as excited today about the U.S. market as I was 10 plus years ago. I think there's a lot of upside for us uh, and a lot of additional opportunities that will come about. Well, Jeremy, that's all I have. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Ramon, always good to visit with you. Thank you so much. 